What's going on, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's happening? Love, blessings. You're listening to The Re-Up. I am your host, Elijah Foster. And right now, we're reporting live, 3.08 a.m. from the rich, rich man, rich city, all of that. And you know what I'm saying? So, I wanted to start this off real quick with a quick little um, blast from the past. It's truly, it's truly, at this point, a Jamaican proverb, and I really think it's relevant to today's topic. So, um, I take it off back real quick. I remember when I was growing up, like elementary school, elementary, middle school, um, I would go to my cousin's house, and um, my aunt uh, used to be over there, and we call her Titi. And no matter what we was doing, she worked at the hospital. And so, you know, as kids, me and my cousin used to be in the crib, just having fun, you know what I'm saying, playing the game or whatever. And every time she come home or step into the crib, literally the first thing she'll say, <laughs> the first thing she would say is, where your book then? And we would be like, bro, we read, like, don't worry about where the book's at. Like, she'll come in and be like, did y'all read since morning? Like, did you pick up a book since morning? And it was just such a big staple, like, where's your book? Because, you know, in um, Jamaican culture, education is push, education is key. <laughs> we do not be playing. And so, even then, like, when we get in trouble, we'll get in trouble at the crib. I remember one time, um, my cousin, uh, one of his brothers, uh, they got into an argument with us or whatever. And so, you know, the adult came in and she shut it all down, you know, boom, boom, shut it down, put the game up, all of that. Back when we had Game Boys, the Game Boy, the Pokemon, all of that, put the game up. First thing she said is, wear your book, go read the book. It was just like, dang, that's crazy. And you know, thinking back, bro, as a kid, I was like, yo, nobody's really trying to read a book. Like, all these things I could be doing in the world, and you want me to sit down and look at some words. And that's really crazy. But then now, if I look at it as an adult, right, I think as a society, we really don't understand how much knowledge like, how much of a blessing books are, for real. Like, when you really take a step back, when you really, really, really take a step back and realize what a book is, bruh, it's, really, it's literally access. Direct access to whoever, to whatever great mind, to whoever, like, an investor, an artist, whatever bro like we have direct access to their mind like really think about that like you know how much goes do you know how much really goes into making the book the process the editing and then more more times than not if someone's writing the book it's not that likely it's just for the bread which means they're really trying to give you like life experiences life lessons like, people be living, living the craziest lives. 
and then drop off a little book. Boom. 30 years of their whole life experience in a book that you can read in like three days and learn so much from. But people don't even look at it like that. Like we look at it at surface value and say, oh, it's just some words. But what you read it, what you really read it right now is you read we're really reading their thoughts, their experiences. Like it's a real it's like real life life lessons. It's like it's like this. It's kind of like if you're a numbers person, it's like this. If you get like a credit card statement, right, from your bacon, from your bacon, right? Only thing you finna see on that joint is numbers. It's gonna be like last Tuesday, five dollars, five below. Unless you know you went out, got some food, twenty dollars, bought some shoes, hundred and eighty, right? But on paper, that's that's all the numbers is saying. But then when you really read the numbers and interpret what they mean, you'll see that you low-key have a problem with, like, <laughs> treating yourself all the time or, like, going out and buying, like, expensive things before you're ready to buy them Jones. So it's really not so much as what's being on the paper, but, like, what does the paper tell you? What are the numbers saying when you interpret it? And that translates straight over to books, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, like, majority of the thoughts that run through our head are negative, right? And if, like, negative, I think it was, I can't remember where I heard this, but literally for every, like, one negative thought that you have, and majority of your thoughts are negative, it takes, like, five or six positive uh, reinforcements just to, like, balance out that one negative comment, right? So if you look at the picture, on one side, you got your brain leans towards negative thoughts. And then on the other side, I think it was Albert Einstein that said this. It was like the same level of thinking that created the problem. It's not going to be the same level that solves it. And so what he does is he's basically introducing this idea that if we want a new result, we have to put in new information. We have to think a new thought. And then since our thoughts are constantly on recycle or repeat, the only way we disrupt that pattern is if we introduce ourselves to new information, to new cues, until we're exposed, right? Because when you get a new thought, then you create a new decision. And so really... That's what books are. Like you're you literally have the opportunity to choose to input wisdom, knowledge, advice, the same mindset of some of the greatest minds in the world, and then pick and choose from that and put that into your own head. Like that's crazy. That's that's really magic. Like ninety everything we do is subconscious based. Literally. And our subconscious was programmed when we were legit, when we were little kids. So now, if you're not happy with your reality, and I got a quote, because you know I love me a quote, is, <clears throat> life is photography. If you don't like your picture, then change your lens. And essentially, that's just saying that perspective is everything. And if that's the case... 
why wouldn't you want to put in new information that will help you change what you're looking at for a better result? And really, people, books, books are just books, man. They they are definitely key. And it's low-key a shame that people don't read after they graduate, or if they even graduate, you feel me? But I definitely wanted to come in real quick and give y'all a little bit of background as we do this book series, because I'm about to do a review for all the books I've read. And hopefully it inspires y'all to go pick up a book, you ain't got to read long, you know what I'm saying? And the last review that I did, um, it was on Atomic Habits. And one of the biggest things is when you create a habit, you really want to do something literally until right before it feels like a chore. So as soon as you stop enjoying it or it becomes like one of those things that you dread doing, literally stop right before that and just walk away. Like that's enough. You know what I'm saying? It may not be like a big mountain, but over time, it'll add up for sure. <clears throat> so, yeah, man. Y'all take care. It's the re-up. We done read up. And I just had to get a quick one in real quick. No impromptu. We're gone. But, yeah, man, real quick, I forgot... I'm deciding I'm adding a little section every time for a new episode. And every time it's going to be something around Jamaican culture. You see what I'm going to say? So today's just because it's early, early, early. And my can't manage. I'm going to just give you all my favorite artists and a couple artists you must, you, you must listen to. Like, like. The tunes are crazy, man. So right now, I'm going to give you a couple old heads. I'm going to need you to go look up Bounty. Bounty Killer. He's a great artist. Next, another living legend under the category... Okay, backtrack. Um, in the Jamaican culture, we have dancehall and you have reggae, right? So, there's something called Lovers Rock. And that Lovers Rock is essentially... It's essentially R&B music, but with a Caribbean spin, with a Jamaican spin on it, right? So, the next artist I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce to you, right? M name, Barris. Nah, actually, I ain't even going to do that way. Can't, can't even do my mess. Nah, nah. Who y'all need to listen to? That man, Gregory Isaacs. Gregory Isaacs. All right, so far we have Bounty, Gregory, and I'm going to have to slide in Sister Nancy because she's, she's, she's like that. And so those are three old heads for y'all to really tap into when Dancehall really took over the music scene. Late 1900s. I said 1900s, only 90s and early 2000s. Like that's that's when the scene was hot. We was everywhere in the U.S. And then for some new new artists, you know, say my, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. <laughs> I I gotta throw popcorn in the jump. 
He he be dropping the bars. I'm not gonna lie. If you know me, you know I said my love Sensia. Sensia, she got going that joint too. And hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's it for y'all, man. So stay blessed. God bless. Take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to my impromptu. Um Really, yeah, my impromptu podcast. Every listen is appreciated. And thank you for allowing me to think in real time. Literally was thinking it as I was speaking it. So, I'm sorry. If you know things are a little bit all over the place, but it's love. Love, 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 love. <laughs> love, love, love. All right, my gun. Soon shots.